This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Billy, not Will. Whoa. Just had a weird internet freak out there for a second. We're back, guys. <laughs> Everybody's back. Right. Okay. And we have a guest today. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. I'm uh, Covenant Ken. I deal with a Covenant with the... I, I'm sorry. Um, I deal with all sorts of Covenant stuff within the Halo universe. That's a fair assessment. Uh, he also does deep lore dives on the Covenant and all kinds of cool stuff. Definitely go check out his channel as he is like really, really close to 7K subscribers. It'd be really cool to get him to 7K by the end of the week. Then we can claim to take credit for getting him to 7K even though we have nothing to do with it. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button or we will chase you down. <laughs> so today is, um, since Will's not here, I'm going to introduce it. Um, it's Panic Monday. I don't know. He always does it weird. I don't know how to do it. That's fine. Um, so the first thing, uh, thing we're going to cover today is the Halo Infinite Purchase Once Play Forever Smart Delivery Program. Um, I'm calling it Purchase Once Play Forever because I think that's a cooler title than Smart Delivery. Um, before we get to that, we got a couple of quick topics. The Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary is the best-selling game on Steam on launch, just like Halo Reach was. I think that's really cool that every time they drop a Halo for the Master Chief Collection, instantly a bestseller. Says a lot about the Halo franchise. You guys got a quick quick take on that? I am just very happy that Halo is still doing alive and well, and everybody's still stoked about it, man. Keep that story rolling. Mm-hmm. Same here. I'm I'm honestly stoked for that. It's gaining the popularity it rightfully deserves. It's honestly amazing. Agreed. Um, I'm so happy to see Halo back in the limelight. I'm so sick of COD. I'm so sick of like Assassin. Like I like Assassin's Creed. I like COD, but I'm sick of seeing them in the limelight when franchises like Halo have not seen like top sellers in a while. Especially on PC, it's been you know how many years since they released a PC game. Yeah, unless, unless you include the um what is it uh, uh el dorito or did i say that right <laughs> you know what i'm talking about i do I, I i would slaughter it too but i know what you're <laughs> talking about i would know what you're talking about definitely check out the videos coming up next week we're going to cover that with installation zero zero hopefully he knows a little bit about it <laughs> preview um so yep. the second quick topic is um reggie hey i'm glad billy's here this is awesome oh the quick I'm topic so reggie joins the GameStop board to help them survive. Yes! Join <laughs> us, please! I, Reggie, listen, if you watch this podcast, be my friend, because you... I, I just want to be your friend. That's all I want from GameStop. I don't want... I love working here. Still want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything on that? Uh, no comment, honestly. I'm, I'm honestly stoked. I'm pretty excited to see what they do with... GameStop with Reggie at the head there. That'd I be let cool. me. Oh, I want to ask Chris one more thing with that, like legitimately, <laughs> because besides him being my friend, um, I, I truthfully, I you know Reggie has been with Nintendo when they had some really rough spots, um, a couple handheld mishaps, but and a good <laughs> Wii U problem. But but um, I, I am really happy because I do think this is actually somebody with the ideal and the know-how to kind of take the helm and. I know he's not in the helm position, but I think he can really actually start adding some life back into, um, you know, what everyone's kind of worried about. Well, when you see GameStop stock and it immediately go up, like, it was like, <laughs> like whoa, 
I was like, what happened? I looked, oh, Reggie joined. <laughs> My boss called me personally when Reggie joined. Like, he, we're both Nintendo fans, and he was like, guess who just joined the company? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Whoa, and I said Reggie, and I freaked out, man. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we got those quick topics out of the way, and I'm glad we got Billy's reaction on that one. Um, so Here's the main topic. Microsoft has put into place a policy in which customers who buy Halo Infinite on the Xbox One will automatically get it on the Xbox Series X if they decide to upgrade consoles in the future. This program is currently called the Smart Delivery Program. I still like call it the Purchase Once Play Forever, but hey, you know, I didn't get to name it, so that's it. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about with this is uh, what do you guys think about Microsoft allowing you to take your games from one generation to the next? I mean, they've kind of been doing this for regenerations now but they're kind of really doing it amping it up for this next console what do you guys think about that um i truthfully i'm excited because like uh it's always something that like working where i work in the setting i work the uh, gamestop by the way um again but um i love seeing that as a staple of what they're talking about because a big problem i always hear from people that are buying systems they're buying different um you know consoles uh, is that issue is they're always worried about backwards compatibility. Um, they're always worried about being able to play the games they own, um, you know, generations forward. And it's something I always worry about because, you know, I can't go back and play some of my favorite old games because the console doesn't work right anymore. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm happy that that's an actual staple with this. And it's not just like a, like something they mention maybe here or there and then find out when the console comes out, it's not actually a thing. So I'm happy about it. Uh, I'm excited for it. Honestly, it's a great opportunity for people who don't who don't have enough money to buy the the Series X, and when they eventually buy buy the game on the uh, when they buy their games on the Xbox uh, One and they finally get the money to it, they don't have to repay it, uh, repay for their games. They can just play it right then and there. And honestly, that, that that's honestly great for everybody. Super consumer friendly. Um, yeah. And honestly, the more games that are backwards compatible with the Xbox Series X right off the disc, the better the business is for GameStop. So, Billy, there you go. Because <laughs> <Tell, laughs> my GameStop boys, <laughs> you can go buy Crimson Skies at a GameStop and pop it into an Xbox One. That's that's amazing. <laughs> oh man, I agree. I agree with that. And then Knights of the Republic kept that alive. Boom! Pop it into your Xbox One. It plays. I thought that was Please amazing. I I hope I hope everything goes really well with that. I'm very excited. The only thing that I was disappointed with because on the Xbox 360, and correct me if I'm wrong, Billy or uh, Covenant Cannon or uh, Nakai, however you want to be called. Um, I was really disappointed to find out that because of the Master Chief Collection, I cannot place a original Xbox Halo game in my Xbox One and play it. Yep, uh, backwards compatibility issues. Not that the not that the Master Chief Collection isn't a great step forward. I was just disappointed that they wouldn't keep the legacy Halo games working through the console generations, because I think that's a misstep. I do too. For people like. Like uh, I'm a lot of you, you guys can probably attest to this because you guys are collectors, assumably. Um, yeah, I mean, it, looking at my collection next to me right now and not being able to just pop it in, it breaks my little collector heart, man. I, mm-hmm. I agree. 
that was my honestly that was the only complaint I had with the Master Chief Collection. It's like, okay, this is great, this is amazing, and I bought it when I had an Xbox One, which I unfortunately no longer have. But um, I can't go back and pop in my original Halo Xbox disc, which is essentially the same thing as I have the anniversary version too. Um, but I can't just pop that into my Xbox One and boom, it's one piece of the Master Chief Collection. I mean, can you imagine if they just said, all right, all you guys that own all the Xbox Collection for the Halo games, if you pop in your disc, boom, you get that with the Master Chief Collection. You just have to swap discs. Unfortunate, but hey, whatever. That would have been a cool cool move by Microsoft. I mean, I get it. They put a lot of work and time into it. But I still, considering the um, the customer win back they've been trying to have here, you know, they're trying to bring back as many customers as possible. That would have been a cool thing. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. They're still better than Sony, though. Listen, man, you, Listen. you bite your tongue. No, no, no. You Listen, hear tongue. me out. Hear me out. <laughs> what has Sony done other than the original backwards compatible PS3 that has been consumer friendly as far as playing your old games? Okay. I'll give you. I'll That's give what you I'm one, getting at. I'll give you one. Because I'm a huge thought... Sony fanboy myself, all right? But Sony has done me wrong when it comes to playing backwards compatible games. I want to play a PS2 game. I got to rebuy it because they added trophies. Wait, Ooh. wait, hang on. You can still do. You can do still do the rarer um, version of the PS3 that does backwards. I have it. I have. I did. I have, have mine too, Billy. I know it's beautiful. It's a my great PS4 system. though can play PS2 games, but not oh, off the disc. I, not I, off the disc. I do cry tears every time I look at my PS2 collection. So and the question is, what do you guys think about this opposite end of the spectrum with Sony? They force you to rebuy games on the new consoles to play older games. I think that's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's when you have Microsoft doing what they're doing, how can you justify it? Uh, I, I personally, I, I agree. That's, that's one of the big reasons that kind of bums me out about having a PS4. Like, I, I love all of the, um, you know, different entries they put in and all the different games they put out and everything in between, but... It kind of bums me out because, like, I, I know um, at least where I know PS4 is supposed to be for PS5. They haven't like confirmed it, but it's like all but confirmed. But you know, I'm worried because one day I won't be able to like play Spider-Man again without having to rebuy it on the PS6 when that one day comes out. <laughs> like, it's it's bummy. My favorite titles kind of get left in the dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I I I agree with that. Um... It, it, I just don't think it's right for people to buy, to rebuy their games to just to satisfy their other con- their newer consoles. Yeah, and you got Nintendo on the total other end of like they're like somewhere in the middle. Um, Nintendo's new thing, like they had the Wii U with the virtual console, which was so cool. But at the same time, it was basically what Sony does. It's you're rebuying the games, except with Sony, everything was a disc. With Nintendo, is like. I kind of understood it because the cartridges were all different. You know, the formats were all different. It's not like one console could rule them all with that, other than they should have included GameCube support in the Wii U. But hey, I'm not judging. Anyways, I think Nintendo's online service does kind of an in-betweener because it's $20 per year and you get NES and SNES games for free with the service. It's kind of a completely different take than Microsoft and Sony on backwards compatibility. What do you guys think about that? Um, I'm for it. I I am a huge Super Nintendo. Like Nintendo was awesome, but Super Nintendo is one of my favorite. Like Final Fantasy six VI or three, whatever, whichever you want to call it, wherever you're from. 
Um, it's it's a fantastic game, and I literally still play it in my classic constantly. So I, I I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy with everything they're adding in the expanding library they keep putting onto it. So I like it. I'm for it. Same. You guys both have switches then? Oh, dude, I have two. <laughs> I I'm too cheap to afford any of them. Oh, okay. oh, I will. Listen, I will get you one one day. I got your back. <laughs> I uh, I just picked one up today, three years into the uh, Nintendo Switch. Bought it at Billy's store. Woo! <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I, I Actually, you know what's funny, Chris, is I picked one up today, too. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, like like two hours before I got the... Uh, and, and anybody that you know, shops at GameStop probably going to murder me after this. But um, I bought one of the Animal Crossing special edition ones uh, for Lindsay for her... It's a made-up holiday, but I gave it to her for <laughs> made-up holiday celebration. Okay, understand. Um, all right, so what do you guys think of the three methods we just discussed? Which one's the best? Microsoft, man. I mean, like, I'm not even, you know, I, granted, I, I have all of the consoles, and I'm currently playing my Switch like a madman. Um, Microsoft's, it, it's a trendsetter. Like, I really hope everyone follows suit with this. Like, um, and Sony is almost basically just saying they don't want to do it, which is... I, you know, they have their ways. They have PlayStation Now and everything like that, but that doesn't it doesn't equate to being able to play mm-hmm. your old collection. And to me, I think I I feel like they should follow suit with what Microsoft's doing, in my opinion. Same. Yeah, I I like what Microsoft has done, and I appreciate what they've done. Um, I think with Nintendo, the difficulty relies in the format, right? It'd be very like you'd have to invent like a Retron Five style reading thing in order for them to import old games to new consoles. It just seems impossible. Anyways, that's all I've got for Manic Monday. Um, As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Billy, not Will. And I'm Covenant Cannon. (laughs) And we will see you... On the next Krillycast. And I can't hit the button. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Billy. And I'm Covenant Cannon. And uh, you want to tell everybody about your channel? Uh, my channel pretty much focuses on the Covenant side of Halo within the Halo series. Um, we deal with uh, culture, uh, characters, and history. Yeah, if you guys ever want to know about the Sangheili, the elites, definitely go check out his channel. you'll get the most information you could possibly get on YouTube. All right. Billy, I forgot to plug you at all, so why don't you tell everybody who you are, since you're not Will. Hi, Hi, I'm not Will, guys. I'm Billy. Uh, (laughs) I um, run a Viznawesome channel on YouTube, which uh, right now we're going through a very big transformation phase. But um, we generally I make make, uh, joking gameplay videos where I kind of, you know, 
edit out all the breathing and make it less awkward, but um, make it fun. Like I add a lot of comedy to it and I try to make it different. But now we're also leaning into um, dissecting different comic book things that are going on. Um, we started a podcast called Crisis Comics and Cameos with my boy Justin and hopefully soon with a array of guests I'm very happy about. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we dissect all the different comics, uh, comic news coming out, different comic movies, um, different characters. We really go intense on it. I'm a huge comic book nerd, so I, I love to talk about it. Excellent. Glad to have you here, Billy. Thanks, um, mate. And we're sorry that you didn't get to do it with Will this time, because I know you're really I... looking forward to being with Will one more time. <laughs> we have this special relationship, Chris. It's okay. We just <laughs> kick him out every time. Yes. All right. But today we're not here to discuss any of our channels. We're here to discuss the Tuber Tuesday Halo Cannon. He has no idea we're doing this. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to pull up my write-up. I'll get you guys through the intro here and then we'll discuss. So Halo Cannon, his current YouTube stats, he's got 156,000 subscribers at the time of this video. His channel was created on October 8th, 2012. Currently has 23 million 637,223 views, although it's probably slightly off because I made this script a little while back. Let's see if I'm still right here. 694,448 views, my bad. Um, the channel link to get to his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash halocanon, not C-A-N-N-O-N, C-A-N-O-N. Not the shooting canon, but like the lore or like, um, you know, history type canon. <laughs> Anyways, Why we made that distinction. yes, um, because I've had people type Halo Cannon like a gun, like a cannonball type cannon, and I'm just like, what? That's not even. <laughs> Anyways, um, so his about me just says, just a regular Halo nerd. I love it, short and sweet, <laughs> really great. So, um, what Halo Cannon is known for, right? Deep dives into all things Halo lore, rel- well researched theory slash speculative videos reviews of halo games and material and the occasional live streaming of games that he calls off canon um, his first slash oldest video that still remains on his channel since i assume anybody that's been on the platform as long as him has probably deleted a few videos but i could be wrong <laughs> um his very first video that lists on here is welcome to halo canon and his thumbnail i love says what's up with the owner <laughs> um, that video was released on October 12th, 2012. It has 106,400 views. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to put a like on there. Let's get him to. Oh, I can't. I'm not signed in. Never mind. Just sign in, Chris. It's okay. Uh, too late. <laughs> His most popular video, because we like to go through the most popular and the oldest. That's what we usually look at first. Um, and then we get into more deep dive after that. His most popular video is Spartan Generations at 1.8 million views. And uh, I wonder if this Gamefly offer is still active. Gameflyoffer.com slash Halo Cannon. I would bet it Signing probably up. isn't, but we'll see. I got you. I'll um, sign up for both of us, Chris. I got it's got, it was released on June 13, 2017, and it currently has 1.823970, million views. Okay, well, that's what we're going to go with. 1.8 million views. All right, so now that we've got that covered... What are some of the things that we like about his channel? Um, I personally, I mean, I'll, I'll make mine short and sweet because I, I, I want to hear Covenant's awesome take <laughs> on this more than me. 
But um, I, I just really like that he, truthfully, uh, the same thing I said about Covenant when we talked about last time. Um, I really enjoy how in-depth he is. I really enjoy, like, you can tell it's a passion project, and that's something that, you know, you don't fake. It's something that isn't like, uh, like, you just write a script out for, like, you show that through emotion, and you can tell. Like, it's, it's well-edited, well-done. But I will let you go, Covenant, because you have way more than me. Um, yeah. I love his channel because he takes his passion for Halo is just mind blowing. It inspired me to start up my own channel. Um, his, his the way he talks about Halo is with such passion. It's inspiring, honestly. And the like like you said, the editing is superb. Is even even back when he was just reviewing. Uh, the Escalation comics, even then they were great, honestly. Um, and his and his dive into the Halo universe itself, it makes you want to, to be as passionate as he is, which, like I said, inspired me to, to take up that same passion. Um, but yeah, he's honestly, like one of the top Halo uh, channels out there, in my opinion. And he's only going up. Yeah. I have to say, after talking to him for a solid hour, that dude is one of the nicest guys on YouTube. He's like super relaxed, super chill, very, very, very outgoing. I love talking to him. He was so much fun. Um, But also, uh, I have to say, his content is some of the best Halo content on YouTube. And I say some of because I also enjoy both Covenant Canon and Installation 00 quite a bit, along with Hidden Xperia. Um, although I have to say, I, I probably frequent the Canon channels more than I frequent Hidden Xperia's channel, to be totally honest with you. That's not to say we don't want Hidden Xperia on the podcast. Totally accept you on here. but <laughs> Chris wants to fight you, Hidden. That's what he said. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. <laughs> but uh, Halo Cannon was definitely the one I knew the best um, going into making my own channel. And uh, although we don't draw inspiration from Halo Cannon to create our channel, I draw inspiration from him to talk about Halo, um, which we've talked about quite frequently, especially Will, because he's a much bigger Halo fan than even I am. He's very sad to not be on this episode. Let me just put it that way. Um, but I love Halo Cannon's channel. He does the deep dives that like I wouldn't have even thought to do, you know, there's no way I would have thought of the history of John one. Well, I, I might've thought of that one, but the history of the blue team. I wouldn't have even thought to deep dive into that. Um, the live action stuff. That's pretty cool. I don't know if you've watched any of that. Uh, do you uh, watch most of his videos? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Um, their videos, his videos is just, like I said, they're, they're entertaining as all hell. And it's just a a great e- each one of them is honestly worth uh worth the watch honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, every time I log into his log into my YouTube channel and I'm looking for something to find to look at, um, usually there's something on here that I'll be like, wow, I haven't watched that yet. Click. <laughs> All right, time to deep dive for another you know 15 minutes. I don't know, 20 minutes, half hour, hour, whatever it is. And I was like, boom, I'm in. I'm locked in. However long it's going to take, I'm watching this video. All right, so now that we've talked about what we like, what are some things we think 
Halo Cannon could improve upon. Uh oh. Should we start with Covenant Cannon or Billy? Do you want to lead this one? No, I listen. I'm I'm all behind Covenant. I want to hear what he's got. All right, say. let's see what he says. More Covenant stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you are always focused on the UNSC and the Forerunners. Give the Covenant <laughs> some love. That's a call out, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe you should do an episode with Covenant Cannon. <laughs> hmm. I want to watch this. I would totally watch it. Yeah, but aside from that, honestly, I can't think of anything else. About you, Billy? Um, I truthfully, I mean, um, I mean, it again, like coming with the passion and everything in between. Um, I oh god, I had notes and I lost them everywhere, but. Um, truthfully, I, I can't really say too much. Like, I, I'm I'm big into lore, and I'm big into kind of researching that's, like, uh, especially Halo. Halo is one of them that, like, I'm more hardcore into Reach than I am um, a lot of them. But I, I do agree with Covenant. I do, I feel that, uh, you know, being able to cover the other side of the war, that's, like, like, Honestly, when you're when you're hearing stuff like about like uh, even like World War Two and stuff like that, like you love to hear both sides. You love to hear how everything was done. So kind of missing out on like a big portion like that is to me, um, I mean, it's a missed opportunity. And I, I would love to hear more about it. And not just from Covenant, which I, I love. I love hearing your stuff too, Covenant. Hey, what uh, what is this St. Hilly culture debate featuring Thesk Darum? Oh, that Thesk Darum. He's uh, one of the uh, content creators on my channel, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, that was that was a joint collab between Halo Cannon and Desk. So, yep, and they were pretty much deep diving the St. Healy culture, like how like it can be how it's flawed some at at some points. Um, pretty much. I, 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 it's been a while since I saw that video, but it's pretty much them breaking down the St. Healy culture, pretty much. So, I guess I didn't know this. How many people are involved in your channel? Uh, there are three people. Myself, uh, Thestoram, and Draco Studios. Um, we pretty much, they help me pretty much get ideas. They help me um they helped me pretty much get everything in order pretty much try and get my mindset in order what to focus on more like in terms of improving my voice improve my editing um content ideas and honestly they're my they're my friends they're my best friends honestly um and they pretty much they I even talk to them like casually and honestly they're they're just great people to talk to. That's cool. I'm glad that you get to do this with your friends and cuz I don't think that um if if I didn't have Will and and unofficially Billy the third member of our channel, I think we'd have a hard time with uh keeping our content yes. going. So yeah. I, I completely understand. Um so my only real comment for Halo Cannon uh, two. I have two. Um, I think Twitter polls could help him focus content on. Like, if he's worried about his viewership and what they want to see, I think more Twitter polls might help. 
with that because I know he's talked about some videos are super hit and some videos are super miss. Like, here's a good one. Uh, no human, why humanity wasn't allowed to join the covenant. 892,000 views. Followed up with Halo Lone Wolf, 12K. And then right before that, unboxing Halo Legendary... Oh, unboxing videos are always hit and miss. Halo Lone Wolf Issue 1, 18K views. Silent Storm, 40K. Like, boom, out of nowhere, almost a million views. You know what I mean? So I think Twitter polls might help him focus his content on things his viewers want to see. Like, if he gave him four choices, like, hey, what do you guys want to see next? Do, 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 do. These are my four ideas. That might help him, like, just, I don't know, just focus it on getting more views if he's worried about getting more views. I don't know if he is or isn't since he's already got one of the biggest Halo canon channels out there. Probably Halo follower would be the only one bigger than his, but they're also wrong sometimes, more often than he is. I don't know. I've watched a few of their channels, and I, I see the comment section, and I'm always like, what is going on with this? I, I don't know. I'm not here to comment about Halo Follower, but I can say that comment section sometimes gets crazy. Um, <laughs> what about, uh, I mean, have you, you know what I'm talking about? Or are you keeping me this face like... Okay. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, they, just want to make they, sure. Uh, well, I, I watched one of their videos, and they said that the Halo 3 elites were from one of St. Helios's moon while the uh, Halo 4 and 5 were from St. Helios, which kind of hurt <laughs> oh, <laughs> me. Okay. To say the least. All right, so, then. <laughs> I definitely understand that where that's coming from. That's the, that's the same reason why I have not asked or reached out to Halo Follower for that giant Halo podcast we want to do by the end of the year. But that's okay. Um, I hope they're just waiting, by the way. They're just like, wow, I can't believe the Crowcast didn't invite me to that. That's <laughs> if they're worried about us, they got bigger problems. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, moving on. The other comment I was going to say, I think I think more collaborations rather than less collaborations. Like, I'm sure there's some stuff that he could do, um, and he could probably put out more content if he had a little more collaborations. Um, I understand that time is a factor, and he has stated that on many many times during our podcast that time is a factor. But um, sometimes when you have collaborators, they can fill in some of the gaps for you, and that that can be a nice little break from doing all the work yourself, and also yeah. help you put out more content. That's that's what I do um, for my videos. I usually um, majority of the videos I voice, but. When there are times where I'm like, okay, I don't have the time to voice act, I pretty much reach out to people who who want to voice act, and honestly, their voices are spectacular, and they're pretty much w- well received. Yeah, all all of the voice acting collaboration, have... collaborations would definitely help. Yeah, I, I think. Even like an independent helper that would do a little bit of background research with them might might even be great. But um, predictions for his channel going forward. Um, I'll go start with mine. I can only see his channel going up, I think, by the end of the year with a Halo Infant coming out. He'll probably be minimum 175,000, if not 200,000 subscribers by the end of the year. I, I think I, I, Halo release helps. Yeah, oh, wholeheartedly. I'd, with everything coming out, he's, he's bound to start jumping up in subscribers and view count, like, hardcore. And a lot of, even his older videos should start picking up pretty hard. 
Yeah. And I can definitely see him uh, producing like a primer series uh, based on before Infinite launches. And that could boom up his uh, subscriber count and viewership. Yeah, totally. You guys have any other comments for Halo Cannon before we sign off this one? Um, I, I just want to see Halo co- or Halo Cannon and Covenant uh, go at it about Covenant not being on there. That's all. I'm, I'm down for that, man. <laughs> Front row seats. Throw down the gloves. <laughs> you got anything else? Um, no. I just keep doing what you're doing, man. And you're honest. Like I like I said before, you're honestly the inspiration of why Covenant Cannon is here. Um, just keep doing you, man. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to plug us real quick. If you guys want to see something really neat, um, we did an hour-long interview with Halo Cannon. It would have been uh, episode 42.3 of the Curlcast, and uh, he was a really fun guy to have on for an interview. Um, also, look forward to the release. Today is the Tuesday episode, so look forward to the release tomorrow of our interview with our guest below, Covenant Cannon. be a lot of fun. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Billy Not Will. And I'm Covenant Cannon. <laughs> and we will see you <laughs> on the next Krilly Cast. Oh, it doesn't ever get better. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm not Will. I'm Billy. <laughs> and we have a guest today. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Covenant Cannon, or rather, I'm Nakai Bodar. Um, I'm the head of Covenant Cannon, which is a channel that's dedicated to Covenant lore within the Halo universe, uh, within the Halo series. And we've got his channel in the background here. Um, obviously, he's very close to breaking the 7,000 mark here, so let's get him there. If you guys want to help him out, you know, click that subscribe button. Be really nice. Um, anyways. Gift. <laughs> what was that? A belated birthday gift. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got your back. I'm hitting it. <laughs> All right. So today is, um, oh, yeah, Billy doesn't usually say this, so I guess I will. It's Wild Card Wednesday. I can't do it just as good as Will can, but whatever. Um <laughs> Today, we planned a interview with our guest. Um, specifically, uh, I have about, let's see, 10 questions. Um, we're going to alternate who asks the questions. That way, Billy gets a turn to talk, and I don't talk the whole podcast like I normally do. <laughs> so, Billy, why don't you ask the first question? Okay. Um, so, what inspired you to make a channel all about the Halo series? Um, pretty much... Since I was, like, 10 years old, I was into Halo, um, like, from the start. 
when I first played, I, I think the first game I played uh, was Halo 2 Anniversary. Or not Halo 2 Anniversary. I was going to say what? No, Halo 2 was the first Halo game that I've ever played. And um, when I first saw the intro cutscene, seeing the Arbiter and the Covenant, I was blown away. And I got so intrigued by the Arbiter story throughout the game. And it got me so hooked up into the, the elites, the Covenant, that I, my personal preference would be to play as an elite throughout the original games up until the point where 343 cut that out. Um, but, but in regards to making a channel about it, um, I first, the first Halo, uh, channel I got into was Halo Canon. Um, and the first videos I watched were, were of him reviewing Halo Escalation. And throughout that series, I was so intrigued with the halo lore i did my own research and regards to the covenant the elites and all other races within the uh the covenant and as i got more and more intrigued by it um i was i always hopped on the on the comments and saying halo canon do more covenant stuff <laughs> and because he always does uh the unsc or the forerunners as primary topics um and over time i just got fed up and <laughs> i made my the first covenant cannons first started off as a facebook page um it first started up as a facebook page where i where i list where i uh do random posts about s just random stuff like like certain elite characters or covenant history. Um, and as the months went on, I was more determined with that. And, oh, sorry. <laughs> All good. Um, and as time went on, I wanted to do more with it. So I decided to start up a channel called Covenant Canon. And pretty much... It started off pretty much as a Covenant uh, knockoff of Halo Cannon. Um, <laughs> but, as time but as the years progressed, I decided to shift towards just explaining it um, to just explain it as if it was told in-universe. Like having a new a character that fits so well in the universe that it could be mistaken that he was actually a part of it. Hence my character Nakai Vodar and, or Thestoram or Zukamar Drakel, uh Major Thesk and Draco Studios respectively. Um but yeah that's pretty much why I got so hooked up into Halo and how I started up Covenant Canon because the lore of Halo 
and the covenant especially got me so hooked that I'm pretty much the covenant nerd today. <laughs> well, you know what? I can't tell you a bigger channel about the covenant than yours. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I looked, I did look, I was like, Hmm, I wonder if this is the biggest channel that covers the covenant. And I, I could not find a bigger one. So congrats. You Thank are you. the de facto covenant canon person on the internet. Um, so I, with that, I had a quite kind of a question. Um, when you say you cover the covenant, I notice a lot of your, your covering of the covenant has been essentially like the elites more so than anything else. Um, yeah. Would you say that that's your favorite part of the, the covenant um, as a group is the elites? Oh, uh, absolutely. The elites, the Sanghealy, are their their entire culture is so intriguing um i i can't think of any other race any other uh species i can think of that has a richer lore in terms of culture and history than the elites um i think the only uh slight comparison i can make is the mandalorians from star wars right but They've been around then, forever. Even then, their lore is even limited to, to the elites. Yeah. Um, but I've been trying, but with Covenant Canon, I've been trying to steer more into other species, like, uh, say, for example, the Jirohane, the uh, Kigyar, Brutes and Jackals, respectively. Um, but yeah. The elites are honestly my favorite because of their uh, culture as a warrior race, uh, their high standards of honor, and pretty much being having the sickest armors throughout <laughs> the games. Right. <laughs> That's very true. And they have Halo the swords. Their armor is honestly my, one of my favorites. And they've got the swords, right? Oh, man. The swords are awesome. Um, and I watched your video on the swords. That was that was I a love really that, by the way. That was a really neat video. Um, so th the next question I have then is, what content do you enjoy making the most? Um, that's a really tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when I make, I think the the ones I enjoy the most are the ones that cover the like the most amount of detail. Like, say for example. Um, more recently was um, my latest video, uh, the video on Niza Kevarosi, the main Sanghili antagonist from uh, Halo, uh, Silent Storm, and Oblivion. Um, and that's the video I have up that, right now, by the way. That one was was a very special one because I contracted a artist on Twitter, uh, Lady Ahiru. Uh, to pretty much draw up like pretty much scenes from the books to try to give a good visualization just so I don't have to um, get just get random clips from uh, ran from all the Halo games. I want to be like get them more hooked into it. But I digress. Um, <laughs> but the content I enjoy the most making are the ones that cover the large amount Covenant stuff, like this um, Covenant Navy, and the, I think one of the biggest ones 
was the Elite Combat Harness video. Um, it just, when I do, like, longer videos covering big topics, that's when I have the most fun getting into it. Makes sense. Um, with, with that being said, though, um, how many how often do you get this work, like the artwork contracted like that? Is that something you do frequently, or is this more of a special occasion kind of thing? This was a special occasion. I normally don't don't do stuff like this, but for this specific case, uh, I want it to be special. Okay. It is. It's well done. I mean, it looks really good. Oh yeah. It. I cannot tell you how much it cost, but it was way. <laughs> <worth> it. <laughs> now, is there is you. there a lot of like I? Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've, I've only read like maybe one or two of the Halo books myself. Is there a lot of books that delve deep into the Covenant side of things? Oh, absolutely. There's one book, uh, Halo Broken Circle. It pretty much details the founding of the Covenant. Um, like, pretty much after the war between the elites and the prophets and dealing with... Um, that's the guy right there? Yep, that's it. Um... It's pretty much detailing, um, like pretty much the foundation of the covenant, and it and it also splits off to um, right after Halo Three. Okay. Uh, I, it's pretty much based on a rebellious band of elites um, that reject the covenant, and then time jump to present to uh after halo 3 is pretty much dealing with their descendants pretty much okay all right billy you got that next question yeah i got you get uh so what are you looking forward most with uh the beautiful halo infinite that's coming out um i would say i'm looking forward to the new covenant faction because from what we've seen from the toys that were released a few weeks ago um they seem to be mixing the which, old style which toys? with newer ones. Um, I miss, I must have missed that. Which, which toys are you talking about? Um, just type up uh, Halo Infinite uh, Covenant toys, um, and it will show um, a single uh, elite general um, in a mix between. Wait, oh, that's nope, brutes. That's, that's the brutes, right? Yep, that's the brutes. Um, but that's is this it? Nope, that's not it. That's not it. So that's the arbiter, right? Oh, let's see. Um... Uh, no, actually, I believe it's just type up um, Halo Infinite uh, Covenant toys. Oops, I keep hitting the word new in here, and I don't know why it's might be because I'm in DuckDuckGo. I tried going to Google and went to DuckDuck on accident. Oh, is this it right here? No, I don't believe so. Hmm. Hmm. I don't sound either. Huh. It was it popped up on Twitter like nuts. Hold on, let me see if I can find it real quick. You keep talking, I'll try and find it. Yeah, but what I'm looking forward to, like I said, is the new covenant faction. Like we don't know much of what this new covenant faction is. Um but when I went to Outpost Discovery I talked to Frank O'Connor, um, 
Oh, you actually got to talk to him? About the new covenant. What? You actually got to talk to him? Yeah, I actually got to talk to him about it. Nice. Um, and he says that this covenant faction is going to be is going to look uh, familiar, very familiar to the past. So, from what I can gather, um, this covenant faction could be the link between uh, the original covenant that we've gotten in the original trilogy to the uh, Julem Dama's covenant faction from the ones we got from Halo 4 and 5. It seems to be mixing towards um, Is that the it? mix. Hmm? Are these that the you got? That's that, that, that that the, uh, okay. Huh, that's, that's weird. I, I would have thought that would have popped up by now. Hmm. I'm really surprised too. Huh. I, I, so I totally have a side, a very quick side question. Did you went to Halo Outpost Discovery? Yes, I did. I did, I did too. How'd you like it? I loved it. It was it was fantastic. It was honestly, oh my god! I felt like I was in heaven pretty much. Uh, <laughs> just going through it all, like seeing the elite statue, that blew my mind. Going through the Wing World experience, Covenant Escape. Oh yeah. Talking to Frank O'Connor, Kiki Wolf. It was it was a privilege, honestly. It was it was cool. We we went out to Chicago to go see it and we we enjoyed it pretty thoroughly. It was cool. Yeah, I'll try and yeah. pull this up off screen real quick. Um so did you retweet it on your Twitter? Hmm? Did you retweet it on your Twitter? Uh, yes, I did actually. Let's see if I can find you. Okay, I'm not logged in. Wasn't sure if I would be or not. Oh. But yeah, no, Outpost Discovery was awesome, man. Like I, 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 that experience was really cool. Like I, all the life size models and everything, and everybody cosplaying perfectly was was really is an experience in itself. Right, yeah, it's going to be, it's, you're not going to find it if you're just scrolling down. You're going to be there for a while. Am I? Oh, darn. <laughs> um, just type up uh, Halo Infinite uh, Elite General. Halo Infinite Elite General. Is that yeah. it? Or no, just type up, actually type up uh, Sangheili General. All right, you have to help me with the spelling. Did I get it right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. This is my favorite part of this, right? <laughs> I love watching you two <laughs> go back and forth to find this. Huh. I love it. I don't know what's going. All right, let's just pretend like we found it, yeah. and we'll just move on. <laughs> I apologize. We've taken up. We've taken a little too much time. It's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I was gonna spend money on it, so I was waiting for you guys to find. Billy's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like, I got the wallet out. Well, <laughs> to the question. Sorry. Um, like I said, I'm I'm very looking forward to seeing this new Covenant faction that we're going to be facing. Um, I'm curious on what it actually is founded on. Um, who leads it? Uh, what uh, affiliation they have with uh, Cortana, the created, and all that. And into the story, to the game itself, I'm very interested in seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing 
like where Master Chief's story goes because it looks to be more personal. Like it seems to be taking much a deeper dive into the more personal, emotional uh, attachment to Halo where we haven't really seen in the past. The only, I think the only time we've really seen that was in Halo 4. But I think they're going to up the ante like God of War style uh, emotions. Did you feel Which, like in Halo with, 5 they didn't... Actually with the pilot, with his uh, wife, with the hologram, that, that mm-hmm. tear jerked me. Did you feel like in Halo 5 they went um, kind of a completely different direction from 4? I would say so. I would say so, but I'm 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 mixed about it. It's just saying Helios itself got me hooked into Halo 5. Yeah, because if you ask me, it felt like they told the story more personally from the Chief in 4, and then I felt like 5 was very impersonal telling the story from a third person more so than the Chief himself. Yeah, I would say so. It's completely different storytelling in my book. Um, I did feel, honestly, I did, I'm not going to lie, I, is that a lot of people don't like Halo 4. I'm I'm also mixed on 4, but um, the story... As am I. Uh, I, I felt like the story was, I mean, it felt weird because you go from the Covenant to the Didact, and the Didact was kind of a weird person to move to, even though he was part of, like, the storyline. Um, it just felt kind of shoehorned for somebody who doesn't read books. Like, if you didn't read the books, you wouldn't know have any idea who the Didact was, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's the impact of the Didact being there is much, much uh, lessened. But uh, overall, yeah. I felt like if you're going to bring him in, why are you removing him after four? <laughs> it's just like, okay, he's gone. Well, if you, re- if you like, I guess if you've done the uh, terminals from Halo 3 and CEA, then you would get some idea what he is. Sure, sure. But Not everybody's going to do that. in terms of the main style games, yeah, I completely agree with you. They should have let gave us some more... Uh, context into him before his big reveal in Halo 4. Even like an opening video would have been great. Like an opening, like, I don't know, 15 minutes. I know nobody likes long cutscenes, but an open video, opening video of 15 minutes, for anybody that likes the lore of Halo, would have been great. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that, too. I think that would have fixed a lot of people's gripes with the Didact. Is like, if you just had this background, like, hey, this is where he comes from, Boom. Like, his backstory would have been excellent to dive into, because you barely get any of it in the actual game. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. The storytelling was what much more personal in 4, and then it'd be interesting to see them go back to that type of storytelling, because I feel like 343 is more comfortable doing that than what Bungie did. Yeah. Um, as far as um, what makes you nervous about Halo Infinite? What's the, what's the thing that's like, ooh, I don't know about this? Um, I think I'm most nervous about is, um, that I know they've said that 343 has stated that they're going to be taking a more simplistic storyline. Um, I'm kind of worried that they're going to take it to a Halo 3 type simplistic story. (laughs) Um. Don't get me wrong, Halo 3 was a great closing to the original trilogy, but it was had a way too simplistic story, and there were plot threads that made not a lot of sense to me. 
And I really don't want that to be the case for Infinite. I want it to be a good closing to the Reclaimer saga and opening the door to another saga. Um, and But another thing that kind of worries me is the multiplayer. And I'm worried that they're not going to add playable leads because, you know... I I enjoy playing as an elite, and I I really hope that they uh, decide to add them in. But my biggest fear at this time is that they won't be added, as they haven't been with Halo Four or Five. Completely understand. Um, so, Billy, why don't you get the next question? Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so. Out of, out of all the mainline Halo games, um, you know, spanning from Halo Reach and then the rest of the Halos, um, Halo 1, <laughs> 2, 3, ODST, 4, and 5, Halo Reach, um, which one is your favorite and which one is your least favorite? Um, I would say my, my personal favorite has to be Halo 2 slash Halo 2 Anniversary um, because of the different stock different direction it went with from Halo C just went to the chief story from this, from arriving at Halo to destroying Halo in this game, you get to play also as essentially the bad guys and giving them a brand new perspective. And that honestly was great for me. Um, I, I know that when it was first released, people hated it. But now people are, it's a cult classic pretty much, at least for me. Um, but, but with Halo 2 Anniversary, it just took, took the graphics and just blew them away. Yeah. Honestly. And it, it remains to this day my favorite. I always play through it whenever I have the chance to hop on MCC. Um, but if I would have to say my least favorite of the Halo games, um, that's a really tricky one, honestly. Um, if I would have to pick any of them, I would have to say Halo 4. Oh, you didn't say Reach, thank God. Because, <laughs> because... Even more so than 5? Honestly, I would play Halo 5 a lot because of St. Helios itself, honestly. Yes, the story to that is convoluted and a little over the place, all over the place. Mm-hmm. But Halo Four is just—I don't know—it just something with the gameplay doesn't doesn't feel right to me. The multiplayer is just meh. <laughs> honestly, um, I think the only thing that really got gets me to replay the game is Spartan Ops. That's the only really thing I really find replayable. That was kind of their answer to the Call of Duty Spec Ops, kind of, really. That's what, yeah. at least the way I equip yeah. you know, That's the way it but, works in my head, anyway. Yeah. But like I said, Halo 5 is controversial as all hell. I will agree <laughs> on that. <laughs> but see, people uh, seem to love the multiplayer on that one. Yeah, people love that. But for me, St. Helios itself makes it really replayable for me. I just wish just, they had couch co-op. So I can see the whole environment, uh, go through the walkabout missions, and just see the Arbiter again, 
honestly, after all this, all after all these years. If they just added the couch co-op back into five, I would have a lot less gripes with it. That, oh that would fix God. a lot of things for me. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, that I was mean, my biggest complaint. Me and my wife played the life out of like the rest of the Halo games, and couch co-op being taken out was a big bummer to us too. So I, I feel that. And I'm gonna take a brief pause real quick. I can cut this out when we get onto YouTube, but um, I'm not going to pause the recording. I just realized I never checked the original video to make sure the audio is working. Let's just double check that. Oh, okay. That way we're not My all the heart. way through it. <laughs> I love this. If you want okay, that yeah, works. We're good. Okay. I, would, I would have hated to get all the way through this and then be like, oh, the audio doesn't work. <laughs> oh. That would have sucked. <laughs> it has happened one time. Will and I made that mistake one time. But Billy has never had that problem yet. No, not one time. I haven't done that on almost every one of my videos. It's fantastic. <laughs> I meant with us. <laughs> oh, yeah, with you guys this time. All right. Sorry about that. Just wanted to double check. I was like, ooh, I know we have that one clip, so I can at least check it. All right, because this is currently rolling. And if I have to recompile it later, the video ends up like six times as long. I don't know why it does that, but it does. And I don't like doing it. Especially for an hour long, it'd be like a 20 gig video and it'd take forever to upload. Okay, um, now that my sanity has been fixed, um, I, I definitely agree with your takes on four. Um, I can see why a lot of people, like after I thought about this a long time, I was like, okay, Halo is like divided, where some people love the campaign, some people love the multiplayer, and some people love both, right? Just like Call of Duty, some people used to love the campaign because there really isn't one anymore. Some people love the multiplayer and some people love both. I fall somewhere where I fall closer to the campaign, but I still love the multiplayer. So for me, if the campaign is lackluster, I don't like that game as much as I would like the others, even though I do like all of the Halos. So yeah. for me, 5 was the biggest miss for me because the campaign felt a little shallow. Although I loved the world it was in. It was really neat to look at. Oh, for sure. Um, but as far as the storyline goes, I felt like it was, uh, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it as much. Even four, yeah. I felt, I felt like the storyline itself was better. But the campaign, yes. Um, uh, the multiplayer, I'm sorry. For five, uh, every time I look at the videos, it looks superb. I didn't play it that much, um, to be totally honest with you. In fact, that's probably the game I've played the least is five. It was pretty. I will give you that. Oh, um, for sure. But and I look forward to more prettiness in Infinite. Uh, oh, me too. <laughs> um, so then that brings us to the next question: Which Halo game has your favorite art style for the Covenant? Oh, that's a really that's a really hard one. I can't really <laughs> I can't say which game has the perfect Covenant art style because um, they all have their different plans, which I which I personally love. Um, I have to say my top one in terms of architecture and style. I have to say Halo 2 Anniversary for when I see High Charity or seeing the Elite Brute or any of the other designs for the Covenant. It was I honestly loved it. But if I have to say in terms of technology and ship design, I have to say Halo Reach. I really? love I love getting on board uh, I love uh, being on the level Long Night of Solace so I can be on board the Covenant Corvette 
that honestly, it looked so beautiful. And seeing uh, the like the spires, uh, the pylons, like just the littlest details in the Covenant um, technology, it m- makes me just fall in love with the Covenant. Make them more alien-like. But um, another art style that I really love, and I know people are going to hate, are going to be <laughs> very cringy about me for saying uh, Halo 5 in terms of the newer style of the Covenant uh, ships, or rather, they're not Covenant, they're Sanghealy ships. Um, but also the newer technology, like the shield barrier, um, the rates, the Banshees. I personally love them. They 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 provide a new take on the Banshees and race pers- respectively. Um but all in all, I honestly loved all the... I think my least favorite uh, Covenant um, designs have to be like the, H, the H2A Banshee and... What else? Um, no, I think that's it, honestly. I wasn't a big fan of the H2A Banshee. <laughs> aside from the uh, ones in multiplayer, which I love. Actually, the Banshee um, of all the games, but the Banshee is probably my favorite. Uh, probably my favorite vehicle uh, to use. Me too. One hundred percent. And actually, when I was younger, I, I had built my own custom Lego Banshee before the Halo Mega Blocks had even come out. Nice. Years ago, I made that, and um, it actually fit a Lego guy inside of it. It was pretty. It's pretty good. It didn't have the right color configuration, but um, I have no idea what happened to it. It's probably at my parents' house still. <laughs> I want a picture of that if you find that. If place. I find it, me too. You will both get a picture of it. All right, I spent a lot of work on that. It was pretty cool. Um. Anyways, all right, Billy, you got the next question. I got you. I got you. Hang on one second. Can you see it on my crazy. screen where I'm sharing it? Uh, it's very small to me, but I got oh, you. Okay, I, I got okay, it. Okay. A okay. Um. So. Without being biased, I'm just kidding. But what uh, what Halo centric YouTube channels are your favorite to watch? Um, Halo Cannon. That that's my first <laughs> my first pick. I'm because so, his channel pretty much inspired me to create Covenant Cannon for starters. Um, for a different reason than Halo Follower convinced him to make his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hidden Xperia is another one of my that's personally my favorites. I love his theories. I love his um I love pretty much him talking Halo in general, honestly. Um and I think another one has to be Installation Zero Zero. Um I we recently collaborated and that was that was just a blast to do. Honestly, he's a great guy. And I love his content where he focuses on the very little details within the Halo universe. Um, and I think another one, I think Halo Kim brought this up in your, in, in the podcast you have with him, um, Eckhart Slatter. Yeah, he um, did bring him up. Loved, I loved his, whenever he talks Halo, it's a blast when he talks about like, uh, Halo strategies, like naval strategies, like how the Covenant took over Reach, or how the Covenant, um, 
how the Covenant uh, won the Battle of Reach, uh, how the how they won the Battle of Earth. Um, honestly, like whenever he does Covenant topic or not Covenant topics, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Halo topics, it's a blast. And I always, I'm always entertained. I'm always hooked into it, and it's honestly a blast. Um, uh, did you have any others that you wanted to bring up? That was a weird audio just happened. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that was my fault. Um, but I, ha- I think that's it. Honestly, in terms of my top uh, tier uh, uh, Halo channels, it's <coughs> just that cool cast. <coughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Halo Guess we didn't pay him enough, Billy. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> We got you. After this, after this, we got you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to make that joke. Um, <laughs> hey, how long did it take you to perfect your uh, you're saying Healy voice? Uh, perfect? Uh, I wouldn't really say perfect, honestly. That's honestly a strong word. Um, <laughs> it sounds I'm really still, good. I'm still trying to... In my honest opinion, it still needs to work, honestly. But to answer your question... It took me like years to to get to the way it is now, and even then, it, it definitely needs more improvement. I'm trying to like every time I try to do it, I always try and do it in a very aggressive yet, um, like, me, like an elegant tone, aggressive and elegant tone, like just how they sound how in the, the games, Arbiter, how the Arbiter and the shipmaster Artas Vadum uh, do it in the games. I try to do it in that kind of similar context, though it doesn't always hit, <laughs> as some highly critical members on my channel uh, point out in the comments. But I always try to improve myself, honestly. I always try to um, try and get to where it's it fits the tone of the elites. Um, but to answer your question, um, it took me about like pretty much three or four years pretty much to get to where it is now, honestly. All right, Billy, you got the next question. I got you. I got you. Uh, what other game series besides Halo, even even though I love it? What uh, what what other series, like video game series, do you like? Um, Gears of War. I love their lore. Their lore is awesome. I love Gears Gears of War Five. That was honestly a great game. Um, Assassin's Creed. I I enjoy uh, I enjoy that lore, except for the. Uh, those who came before Ark, like, <laughs> like a forerunner knockoffs. Uh, but in terms of other games, I would say uh, The Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. Um, what other games? Um, Grand Theft Auto. Um, what else? Um, I think that's it honestly in terms of games but other stuff i enjoy are uh game of thrones um the marvel movies and 
I think that's it, honestly. I, I just want to asterisk. I love that everybody always has the same answer with Assassin's Creed. There's always that point where someone's like, I'm going to drop off the Assassin's Creed games. Like, <laughs> like whether it's Unity or Syndicate, it's always one of them. Honestly, I enjoyed uh, the newer game, Odyssey. That game was honestly a great a blast to play. Honestly, uh, I loved... I always fight for Sparta. I don't play for Athens. Athens are, <laughs> in my opinion, they're pansy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> besides, I gotta go with the warrior rate, the warrior culture. There you go. <laughs> All day. There you man. go. Just that tattoo again. That, that is an is awesome so cool, tattoo. Man. It's kind of hard to show you guys. There you go. He's also just... showing my sword to St. Helios tattoo. That's awesome. <laughs> I actually got this the other day, yesterday, actually, the day after my birthday. So Hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Thank man. You. I remember you, you telling me that today was the day after your birthday, so Yeah. Cool. Um, so since Billy asked a question out of turn, he asked the wrong one. I'm going to ask you this other one um, that was supposed to be the before the conclusion question. Uh, do you think that at some point you would run out of Covenant material to cover? Or do you think this is a vast enough universe that you probably never will run out of content? Definitely the latter. Definitely the latter. It, honestly, <laughs> if anything, I'm I'm overthinking topics to go by and i'm always thinking thinking of next topics to cover honestly and it's just honestly it's just i can see myself going on this for many more years (laughs) until the time halo completely stops at Um, at which time it would be hard to do halo material anyways (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, but to answer your question I don't see myself running out of ideas for content anytime soon honestly Um, with all the book search being uh, chomped out and the with infinite and potentially other Halo games coming out in the future I can definitely see them throwing Covenant or Banished or any other Covenant faction into play in future Halo media. So, coming to Cam ain't dying today, boy. <laughs> Keep those swords away from me. No. Um, so, would you ever consider doing more theory slash speculative content? Like Halo Canon occasionally does, or like a game theory kind of channel? Yeah, I, I've done that before. I've done that like in one video. Um, Which my one? My series is called Tales of Speculation. I believe I did it with the lights of St. Helios. Um, that might have been one of the ones I watched, actually. With the, with the Honor Guard Ultras. It was, I don't know, like, a ways to go. Um, but, um, I think, but there are definitely topics I would, I do want to cover on uh, theories. Um, like, for example, uh, did Ro Barutami die when the Long Knife Sauce was destroyed? Um, he was the shipmaster of the big supercarrier um, from Halo Reach. And there's, there's a bunch of other theories that I could o- also go by. Um, 
But yeah, I can definitely see myself doing more game theory videos in the future. Yeah, I remember when we were talking to Halo Cannon, he said that was one of his favorite things to do was those types of uh, videos. Because it kind of leaves it wide open for him to fill in the gaps with canon and lore he can find through the books and make it work, kind of. Yeah. And that's kind of the similar style I have when I make my fandom characters, like try and make them fit within the Halo lore. And it kind of confuses people to make it kind of makes them so well developed that they that people can confuse them to actually being in the Halo lore. Just gotta get 343 to bless it off. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> How great would that be? Dream come oh true, God, right? It would be a miracle. <laughs> um, if they ever, uh, I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked Halo uh, Halo Cannon, um, HC, as he asked us to call him. Um, what, what would you do if they ever asked you to give a consulting role on one of their games? I would be completely honored, honestly, <laughs> and honestly. I would probably take it. I would probably take it and honestly consult people, consult them in terms of like, like in terms of what I've, what I've gathered from the covenant, uh, the St. Healy, the brutes and all that stuff. I would take their cultural aspects and try, try my best to consult them, trying to, make them fit with future media that they're trying to make. And I honestly don't know if I would be a good good consultant, <laughs> honestly. That's what HC said, too. I would, I would definitely try my best. He's like, I would be very confused why they would ask me, but hey, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know what would be, as I'm talking to you, you know what would be a really cool game would be something in the Covenant lore with like an arbiter as the main character. Oh, for sure. Like probably going over the arbiter that led that led the elites during the their war against the prophets, like during the war that led to the foundation of the covenant. Um, you know the arbiter from the Halo Two anniversary co- yeah. uh, terminals. Yep. That one, like that, like that right there. That would be a perfect main protagonist for a uh elite game spinoff i don't know why they haven't done that i mean i know the master chief is iconic and they only have so many development studios i guess they're they're trying to do it based on um the wide like the the masses like most of them are more into the are the master chief um and the unsc and i guess from their view um uh doing a game primarily based behind essentially a host the the main baddies when I don't think that would have been very profitable from their margins. Um at the end of the game they at at the end of the day they're a they're a company. They gotta make their quotas, they gotta make profit. And honestly, while I would honestly love an elite based game I don't see that being very profitable uh, profitable uh, compared to a Master Chief-style game or a Halo Reach-style game. I, I actually kind of disagree. I think people at this point, 
while they're nostalgic for the Chief, um, I think 343 could really take this in their own direction. And the market, you just, it just takes good marketing. Any game can sell with good marketing. Now, whether or not that's a good game will determine if there's another one made. But marketing can sell anything. That's true. If you brought up, like, you just bring up Elite with two, two swords across his face, and he's just like, here I am, you know. And he just goes after it, and, and they start bringing down the storyline. Imagine this epic tale of epic proportions with the elites, the saying Healy, you know, and then boom, 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 you know, phrase after phrase, get the right music going, get Marty O'Donnell back on track. <laughs> boom, you got a game that can sell. I, I would buy it. I really would. Oh, for sure. Cool. I would buy it, too. I, I really hope that would happen one day, honestly. But if I got to be a realist, probably not. The chance that happening would be not that not that big right now make a fake commercial on april fools and see what kind of attention it gets oh my god that would (laughs) seriously that that would would be that would be actually there you go april fool's day release a video nobody will watch this interview anyways but no i'm just kidding (laughs) oh my god (laughs) release the april fool's day video Of you releasing a Covenant-styled Arbiter game. I mean, it'd probably take a little more editing than than some of the other videos, but uh, I imagine it could come out really cool. I'll put the promos all over my store. I got your back. He he runs (laughs) a GameStop. (laughs) We'll do this right. That's where Billy works his GameStop. You know, he's met Reggie before. Oh, nice. oh, oh, me and Reggie. I'm going to hunt that boy down. We're going to be best friends. <laughs> hey, he's got a picture of him and Reggie on his Facebook, so I know he's met him. Oh, I timidly, I ran up to him <laughs> and tried to tackle him, and then he said, okay, I guess, and then ran away from me. But we're good <laughs> friends now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, Billy, open forum. Do you have any more questions? Uh other than that, man, um, I, I love your con. I, I have I've watched your content before. I, I mean, uh, Chris has definitely posted some stuff before that I, I've checked out. Um, honestly, um, not really questions, more comments. Uh, I, I really like the grind you put into it, man. You really put a lot of effort into your stuff, and it's 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 incredible, truthfully. Like seeing the dedication uh, to stuff you like. Like I, I love seeing that. I love the passion. So that's it. Just my comment. I, I love Thank that you very much. It's it's honestly, it's a real grind and a real lot of effort to make the quality of videos that I make. And honestly, I just do it just to both entertain and uh, inform guys that are um, unaware of the, the wide universe that uh, Halo has with the Covenant. That's awesome, man. You're, I think your channel is really cool. Um, actually, it's it's funny. The way I found your channel um, was through Halo Cannon. <laughs> so it's funny that you're also inspired by him. Um, yeah. And when he mentioned your channel during our interview, I was like, that's cool. I didn't know that he watched you. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's really neat. So it, it's, it's always cool when the people you watch... Um, are also watching your channel and you just found out about it. Like I know installation zero zero is a priceless reaction. He's like, what? He watches my channel. (laughs) So that's cool. Um, do you have any closing comments you'd like to make for the interview? Um, just, 
just I want to thank you guys for for bringing me on here. Honestly, this is the first real, like real podcast I have ever been on, and face reveal. <laughs> <laughs> and, Hear it first, man. <laughs> yep, first time for everything. There you go. Um, but yeah, just honestly, thank you guys for bringing me on here. I feel incredibly honored uh, to be on here. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate you coming on. I, I know it takes time, and uh, and I know it's past your bedtime, so no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, it, it's been a real pleasure having you on and having you answer these questions, and uh, hopefully we will have you on for more episodes. I would love to. All right. Well, um, so normally I did not explain this to you before the podcast started, so when we sign off, I'll say... Um, as always, I'm Chris, and usually it's Will, but since it's Billy, he's going to be like, I'm Billy, because he's much more um, excited than Will usually is. Um, and then you can say, um, I'm Nakai, and then I'll say, and we will see you, and Billy says on the next Krillcast. Krillcast, right. I got you. All right. <laughs> now, Billy likes to call it the Krillcast, because it's the Krillcast, because it's Chris plus Will equals Krill. When it's Chris plus Billy, it's Krilly. That's why he says Krilly Cast. Will's going to kill me. <laughs> so anyways, um, I'm going to start this writing. So I'm going to do it. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Billy. And I'm Nakai. <laughs> awesome. Um, and we will see you. On the next Krilly Cast. Oh! This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Billy. And I'm Covenant Cannon. You want to tell everybody about yourself, Covenant Cannon? Uh, yes. Um, I prim- I'm a channel that's based on Covenant aspects within the Halo games um, from culture, technology, and uh, history. And it's a really, really cool channel if you want to see a deep dive into the Covenant side of the Halo story. Um. Billy, why don't you tell everybody who you are since you're not Will? I am indeed not Will. <laughs> I, am, I am Billy. I run uh, Viz and Awesome on YouTube. Um, we make video... video. Well, I make videos about um, gameplays, but I take out all the breathing and all the craziness and add a lot more comedy to it to, you know, a lot more editing. So it's it's not just your normal gameplay videos. But we're transitioning, like, um, the cool channel, like, one of the fun ones. Um, where we are actually doing comics now, and we started our own podcast called Crisis Comics and Cameos that me and my boy Justin have started, and we're trying to get some guests on there to have some fun. But, um, yeah, we just talk about all the upcoming comic news. We talk about, uh, like, we just covered a bunch of Robert Pattinson's unfortunate transition into Batman and a bunch (laughs) of other cool stuff going on, man. (laughs) Very cool, very cool. Um, And if you guys don't recognize Billy, he's been on this channel, like, four times now, so... Beating you, D-Dub. The I want you to know, D-W. I'm out for you. The unofficial third guest of the Krillcast. Um, anyways, uh, so we're here to discuss today for Throwback Thursday the Marathon Trilogy. And I'll tell you why in a second, because it's not going to line up. Whoops, that's just any random marathon. 
Click the first one. That's marathon. 26.3 miles. No. <laughs> definitely not going to definitely not going to um review a marathon cuz I probably can't run one right now. Anyways, um So, for our Thursday episode, we're going to be talking about I passed it. Here we go. The marathon trilogy. Um and the reason why is cuz in 2020, we're hitting the 15-year anniversary from when Bungie authorized the release of the full original Mac OS trilogy for free distribution online, which eventually led to be, it being playable with LF1 on Mac, Linux, and Windows for free. It's the uh, most free thing that Bungie has ever released. Um, <laughs> available, um, like I said before, via LF1 on Mac OS linux and windows um and actually it was originally made available on the app store uh on july i almost said june that's why i said july um july 7th 2011 uh by a major fan of the marathon trilogy um it was running off the guy literally ported the lf1 engine which is how they ran marathon on these different platforms to iOS, which is insane in 2011. I mean, it was very difficult to find any kind of um, engine that was translatable from Mac, Windows, and Linux to iOS in 2011 because that's like pre-64-bit iOS in the first place. Anyways, um, despite that, on December 1st, 2011, after 12 years of development, the LF1 team released version 1.0, which was able to be downloaded for free on Mac, PC and Linux. So originally it was made free by Bungie in 2005 and by 2011 it was available on lots of platforms. So what I want to talk about today is what are some similarities between Halo and Marathon? And I know one thing was pointed out by Covenant Cannon when we were discussing this. What was that? Uh, the symbol. The, the symbol on the box uh, is pretty much uh, 343 Guilty Sparks uh, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that have delved into that theory that Bungie was originally gearing up to make Halo a spiritual sequel to Marathon. And I think it almost is true. Because if you look at the levels in Marathon, here I'll pull up a gameplay let's play of it. Here we go. That symbol right there, that's the one you like. Oh, is this going to not change at all? Oh, episode zero, he's just talking about it. All right, hold on. So shout out to Effing Controller. That's the name of this channel. Um, we're going to use your content to kind of talk about Marathon. So if you look at just the imagery here, does that remind you of like kind of the ship design in some of the Halo games? Yeah. It's definitely, um, I would say, not 100% true, but definitely true that Bungie was inspired from the Marathon games when they created Halo. Um, they probably moved on from this, though, because this was a Apple-exclusive product in a time when Doom was a PC-exclusive product. So Mac wanted their Doom, and this is what they came up with. It's a good point. I mean, it's a good like uh, like substitute. I think it looks good. Actually, it was considered the superior um, first-person shooter-slash-combat game over Doom by many Mac users. If you go back through like old forums, which I did... <laughs> um, you can see a lot of people saying like who needs doom when we have this which is really I, really funny I can never remember who made doom but 
Um, if you're and, ever watching this podcast, software. Good. Well, the who, the guy who runs that, I can never think of the man who runs oh, that. But I, I he, can't think of the name either. If he ever watches this, I hope you know that Marathon was just a little better than Doom because I <laughs> I, I followed your story, man, and I'm happy. <laughs> wait, wait. Which way do you want to say it? Um, Marathon's better than Doom. Okay, I just want to make sure that you said it the right way, um, because. <laughs> <laughs> It's you've, okay. you've been I'm, known I'm, to say things the wrong way before. Um, <laughs> I know, listen, I gotta make it perfectly clear. I gotta throw, I gotta throw shade at him, but that's there okay. You go. Okay, so based oh. upon the marathon trilogy existing, and I think they actually did terminals in the marathon trilogy. But some funny things that I've come up with throughout the marathon trilogy story um, is, for one, you've got this lone wolf fighting off an alien, an entire like alien race on the ship. Right, it sounds a lot like Halo. Um, on top of that, they have all these like AIs. The Marathon trilogy is full of AIs trying to do different things. And I know Halo canon, the canon of Halo. There's a lot of AIs taking over like old Spartan suits or doing various things. Like I remember, there's one specific that Halo canon mentioned during our interview. It was like a detective mystery type book where an AI, a rogue AI, took over a Spartan's suit. And nobody knew it. They thought the Spartan was a murderer. And really, it was the AI within the suit that was the murderer. Well, stuff like that actually happens in the Marathon trilogy, which is where I think some of the inspiration for some of these stories has come from over the years. Because the Marathon trilogy is a lot more intricate than people gave it credit for when it first came out. Because it was just a first-person shooter, right? Nobody looked at the story in the 90s and said, man, I want to know more about that. It's only been more modern-day gaming People have really delved into the lore of games more so than they did back then. And this is a game that has some pretty deep and intense lore when you read through what they've done with it. There's a massive fan base for this game now. It didn't exist as much way back when, when this game first released. But over the years and people developing the open source platform and engine for it, it has really expanded. Um, so I want to talk about kind of like Bungie created this, but they also created what other franchise? Mm. <laughs> um, hmm. uh, Call of Duty? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Pathways into Darkness. No, I'm just kidding. That is another one. By <laughs> one. It was actually um, the pre-marathon game, the only one pre-marathon that they made. Um, after that, it was Halo, and then following that, they did, obviously, Destiny. So, Bungie, I want to talk about the creativity of Bungie. Um, do you guys think that each game is kind of an iteration of their creativity as they go forward? Or do you think they can, can actually move on from one game to the next without taking some elements with them? I am a huge Destiny fan. Like, legitimately, I've, like... I've, the- if we ever do an episode, if you guys ever do one, I will join you for Destiny. But Destiny, yeah, there. If you ever played Destiny, you can wholeheartedly see that a lot of their creativity was taken from Halo, and even like while looking at Marathon, like a lot of the stuff, uh, even story elements have definitely evolved from their storytelling aspects, in my opinion, at least. Um, I could definitely see from gameplay. I personally don't play Destiny, um, but. From what I've seen from the gameplay of both Destiny and Destiny 2, um, that definitely is heavily inspired by Halo. 
How about from Marathon, from what you're seeing here, do you think that there was definitely some carryover from this to Halo? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. In terms of the uh, design of the environment, the gameplay, it definitely it definitely mirrors that of Halo CE. Mm-hmm. So just as like a closing topic, just the last piece here, what do you think the lasting impact, you know, provided that 343 never retcons Bungie out of it, what do you think the lasting impact of ha- uh, Bungie on Halo, what's the lasting impact, what's it going to be? Hmm. I'll let Covenant, you can go first. I- I'm, I'm going to think about this for a second. Hmm. That is actually a good question. Um... I would say it's unique multiplayer. I think with Halo 3 was very um, well received because of its multiplayer uh, more than its story. Um, People, like, it was universally praised for its multiplayer, honestly. And um, I think that will leave a lasting impact for people who who say that they're true Halo fans, um, that they that they're more dedicated to Bungie because they've been Bungie was more uh, had a lot to do with the multiplayer and poured everything into it, which made it so popular today. I I agree with that. Um, I tack on to what Covenant said, like one of the biggest things that uh, like me and a lot of people talk about, at least, you know, when we ever we bring up Halo, um, the multiplayer is awesome. But like the the Forge and the custom games are one of the biggest things that like whenever I think of Halo or like any time I ever think of Bungie, like they did it right. Halo 4 and so on and so forth, like it, it just never, never translated the same from those games. And uh, honestly, I mean, I I can think of ten million awesome creations that people have made just through Forge, like when Bungie was at the helm. So, in in my opinion, like yeah, you're dead right. Multiplayer was amazing. I'm gonna take this a little different. Um, I think actually one of the most iconic things for Halo that came from the Bungie era was the music. Oh yeah, like. I have never played a first-person shooter in which the opening intro to the like the title load screen was at like a almost like a monk choir singing. There's no other game like that. There's no other game like that. And going from that to the Halo theme Yolner mix with the guitar riff in Halo 2 was like awe-inspiring, and I felt like I was really ready to drive the Covenant out of the planet Earth. You know, I, I was like, I was like, yeah, let's do this. You know, and then you go to Halo <laughs> Three, and that piano note, that ding, and it's like, whoa, do do do. It's like, woo, man, I'm I'm feeling this right now. I got the chills. But, oh man, I Chris, I agree with you, man. That their their orchestra, their composed music is fantastic. I don't like, think I, anybody can outdo Marty O'Donnell. No, that guy is a legend. And Marty, if you ever watch any of our videos, come on the podcast. Would make mine and Will's whole year. Because <laughs> I am a massive music lover. And your music is some of the best. Um, you guys have any closing thoughts on Marathon? 
Um, I definitely want. I, I would love to play it. I'd love to get that whatever collector's edition he had in that. Like already caught my eye as soon as he started the video up. So I, I'm probably gonna either look into it or buy it when we end this video. It'll only play on Mac. I will buy a Mac, Chris. <laughs> I will go out of my way. What do you got coming at anything? Um, it. I'm. I would be interested in playing it, honestly. It's uh, free. Unfortunately, I'm too cheap to afford a Mac, honestly. Uh, but no, no, no. you can you can get this for free for Windows because of that open source thing we talked about earlier. I can send you a link oh, if you're interested. Oh, okay. It's completely free. I downloaded it. I actually started to do a Let's Play and then decided I wasn't going to do Let's Plays at the time. <laughs> in that case, I might I might look into it whenever I have. The free time with all go. my work and gym and all that jazz. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth checking out because it's it shows you that kind of the origins of Bungie. But uh, as always, I'm Chris, and I'm Billy, and I'm coming to Cannon, and we will see you on the next Krilly Cast. It never gets better, Billy. Oh. <laughs>Happy. I oh I was so proud. I watched that moment. Oh, uh, anyways. Um so we're not here to talk about marathon. We talked about marathon yesterday if you watched our Thursday episode. But today is Fandom Fridays. And on Fandom Fridays, Will and I started out doing like latest pickups, da da da. But now we just basically boil it down to um recommendations for the audience to go check out. So we're gonna start out with Covenant Cannon's recommendation. What do you got? My recommendation is uh Halo Broken Circle. Um, it's a Halo novel. Uh, forget who, where, uh, who's the author. John uh, Shirley. Ah, there it is. Um, it pretty much 
dives into the origins of the Covenant and pretty much a band of elites that pretty much reject the Covenant. And there's also a time jump um, to the time of Halo 3 uh, in the aftermath of Halo 3 where we meet the descendants of these dissidents St. Healy. So um, I think if you're want to get into the covenant more this book is perfect for you very cool i might have to check this one out i've got a kindle i can get this one instantly if i really want to do it as soon as (laughs) that's gonna google's gonna take away all of our advertisements now um anyways no we don't have any um (laughs) no i gotta i just spent money on a switch i gotta wait a couple couple weeks to buy a book now (laughs) great choice Anyways, uh, Billy, why don't you go next? What do you got? I will talk about the lovely, lovely, not Halo, not Halo Wars 1, uh, Halo Wars 2, which is one of my favorite real-time strategy games. Um, I'm a big fan of XCOM-like games, so any game similar always strikes my interest. But uh, it, it follows, actually, uh, the Spirit of Fire, which is uh, essentially the crew from uh, UNSC. But uh, a set, like long story short, you know, it's another it's another game where you're basically guiding that team through bending off, um, you know, more. Uh, oh my God, I can't say words. Uh, forerunners coming and everything like that. But but uh, essentially, it's just it's the reason I like it is because I'm a huge real time strategy fan. I I love those kind of games. Like anything where like again, that's why Fire Emblem is one of my favorite series. Is also uh, just being able to plan out your like how you're going to take on the next enemy and how you're going to take on the next waves and um, basically being able to dominate the battlefield. It's like a big game of chess. And the story is actually fantastic too. Like they really put a lot of time and effort into it. And even the studio that has not really made a lot of stuff before, which is uh, blur studio uh, did a lot of animation for the campaign. And they were, I mean, like out of all the things that this game is known for blur studio got like, outstanding applause from like everybody just uh, when they showed the first trailer off and it was fantastic. Like I, I love the game. I can't say a, a crazy amount about it, but I love it. It's fun. And the first one's also pretty awesome, by the way. Yeah. Ensemble Studios uh, Swan Song was fantastic. Um, so I'm not going to recommend Halo Wars one. You know, I love it. That's all. That's all good. I'm going to recommend a fan made game that actually got the blessing of Bungie when it first came out. Um, because they created their own like art and everything. Um, Halo Zero. If you can find a way to download it, I know that uh, buddy of the channel Nathan Sifu is going to be playing this at some point. Um, he already committed to me that he's going to do it, so I'm committing it in the video. Nathan, if you watch this one, you need to get on it, man. Play the game. Anyways, it's a very short one. All right, you can see the full campaign can be completed in about a half hour. But I just love this 2D art style Halo game. It's a platformer. It's like a Mega Man meets Halo. That's the best way I can describe it. But you can pick up weapons, drive a Warthog at one point in time, um, and these are all draw like Halo drawn sprites. It's meant to be like pre, I think pre Halo One, um, leading into Halo One essentially. But yeah, it's just you move your mouse around the screen. It's another free game, just like Marathon Trilogy is free. This game's free. You can find it. Um, and it's one of the most faithful to the Halo universe and yet still so different fan games I've ever seen in my life. 
um, with you know all the various aliens, uh, the Covenant, you know the good the good guys, right? The Covenant, um, and then uh, <laughs> the Master Chief looking spectacular in two D. You got the I, I love how the they've got literally the health bar up here at the top right. They've got the ammo in the left there. Tells you to reload. It's got the the amount of bullets, your number of grenades. It's literally what I would expect if Halo was ever made a 2D game. I, I'm gonna skip forward to show you guys how cool the the Warhog part is. If I can find it, yeah, here it is. Look at that. You did drive That's a Warhog, so cool, man. That is cool. <laughs> they hold I, on pretty good. Like it's it's really pretty authentic. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, they they did so well with this that Bungie actually said, "Yeah, go ahead, you can put this game out." <laughs> How happy would you be, if, man? Being the creator, he must have been like thrilled at that point. Oh yeah, oh. I'm sure they were. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, they they got it because originally when they were creating it, they're like, "We're gonna make all our own sprites." Da da da. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, you guys can do that then. And then when they released <laughs> it, even Bungie's like. This is pretty cool. <laughs> now, who knows if 343 is this feels the same way or not, but I think once you get the blessing of Bungie, I think I think you're golden forever. So, I don't know. <laughs> you ascend at that point. It's yeah. great. No, I, I mean, can 343 really come in and say, nah, you're not good anymore? I mean, once... like You'd get so much bad PR if you did something like that. It would just be awful people at that point. Yeah. I love how... Just one random hunter is like, no, you can't pass. Did you see that? <laughs> yes, I'll not pass. I love this line. We <laughs> see this again. <laughs> I love it. So after he lets his marine off onto that uh, pelican, Here, hold on. I think doesn't he let him off right here? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. There's some. There's some comic relief in this. I, I do like it because this is 2D. You can never take a 2D side scroller too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I just you have love to be it. a legend. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to be a legend to just like that you know. That is great. Anyways, if you ever get a chance, go download this game. It's free, um, and it's probably one of the best free-to-play games I've ever played as far as fan-made stuff goes. Like, I, a couple other ones I've played, like Pokemon Uranium was really great. Um, the Metroid, another another Metroid 2 remake, AM2R, that was another really great one. But this is always stuck out to me, because this was 2005. I mean, not many people were making games this good as a fan in 2005. Yeah, that's so, true. Definitely go check it out. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to add? Um, I, you know, I just miss you, Will. I'm so sorry you weren't here too, buddy. Um, for me, uh, like I said in in previous uh, episodes, um, thank you for having me on here. Honestly, I'm I'm truly honored. Well, we really appreciate you coming on here. I mean, you know, a lot of large creators. Um, I will be honest, we've reached out to a lot of larger creators than ourselves, and most of them just, you know, they're like, nah, I'm good. But uh, we really appreciate when bigger creators can t- have the time and want to actually come on our podcast. It's really cool. Covenant, you've been awesome, man. I want you to know that. You've been really cool to talk to. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, definitely always welcome back on. So just let us know. Try and make some time for you. Okay. Sweet. Love to see your channel grow. Let's see, they, let's see him get that 7K finally. And... Uh, 
definitely loving loving to see those tattoos. Show show those off more often, man. Really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. And uh, why don't you uh, grab that sword behind you and show us that too, real quick? (laughs) All day, please, and then tell me where you got it from, Cover. Yes, we have to see this sword. That is cool. That is, man. Where did you get that? Uh, I bought it online. Yeah, that is really neat. Right now, I got your back. (laughs) <laughs> he's like i don't excited. know i don't care what this costs i have a credit card <laughs> listen they're all very very off. cool that is yeah. awesome man yeah so definitely thank you for coming on here and uh as always i'm chris and i'm billy and i'm covenant cannon signing off <laughs> we will see you on the next Krilly cast Woo! oh i thought he was gonna forget